This is Magic and Monorails Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mamiya. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently. Hello. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here. So let's get into it. Can you please introduce yourself and your Instagram and social media channels? So my name is Samantha Warnick, but I go by Sam. Um, my Instagram name is Warnick Ever After, and it is also the same on TikTok. Which platform do you prefer? I prefer Instagram because I have tons and tons and tons and tons of pictures that the weirdest thing is that I feel like I'm saving the pictures to post for something and I don't really know what I'm saving them for. <laughs> I think it's fun to relive the memories each time you post, right? <laughs> That's true. But like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to save this picture for something. And it's like, what are you saving it for? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm the same way. I totally get it. So Instagram's your favorite. Okay. Yeah. And when did you start your page? So I started my page in February of 2020. Um, I started it because we were supposed to get married in November 2020. So I started the page a couple months beforehand to get some ideas and tips of people um, who are planning a Disney wedding. Disney does not get super deep into planning until um, you get closer. So you can't even talk to them until 16 months out and they pencil in your date. So it's not guaranteed then. And then around 12 months out, you get, they say, yeah, you, this is your date and this is your, these are your venues but you don't officially start planning getting like deep into the specifics until about four to six months out. Um, if not less. So like some people have had issues where they didn't start planning until three months out or two months out because of being so short staffed. Um, luckily we were able to start planning about five to six months out this go around and we didn't have to do too much because we had already planned from the year before. Um, so mm -hmm. I started and I just wanted to share different things that I was excited about because my friends just didn't really care about my wedding. And I mean, mm. I, if you're not, it's not even there. They cared, but it's not like something they're super excited about because when you're deep into the planning, like you want to talk about it all the time and they're, they just can't relate. So, mm. I did. so I wanted to have a space where I could talk about it and post things and for people who could relate. Um, so I started it and I started with maybe like 20 followers um, and it lasted like that for like a year or so. And then after we had our wedding, my follower mm -hmm. count grew a little bit and then um, I just slowly started posting more wedding content and then I made a reel um, that had, um, I can't help falling in love, um, but it's <laughs> like a remix version and that blew up and that had about, um, I want to say like 200,000 views, which was like so exciting for me at the time. I want to say that was in April. And I was like so excited. Like I was like, oh my God, I can't believe people are seeing our wedding. And <laughs> then in May, I decided that I was going to post a funny video from different clips of our wedding day of me being clumsy or acting like a total goof. And I did, and it blew up to where it had um, 20 million views. I think it's at 29 now. Um, so it just blew up out of nowhere. Like, I, I was just posting it for my friends. Who just, I was like, this is funny. Like, let's make fun of myself. And then it just 
it blew up from there. Um, and so I gained about 2000 followers then. And I mean, I feel like with anybody who's on Instagram, you, you gain followers, but you also lose followers too. And I guess they think they're following you for something else. And then they realize that you don't actually post those type of things all the time. Um, so my follower count has decreased a little bit um, in the past month or so, but I don't really care. I'd rather have followers that are there wanting to see my content instead of just ghost followers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I get you. Um, I, I think honestly that potentially is how I found you as well was your like blooper reel. <laughs> And I love that. You won me over. I'm like a girl <laughs> after my heart. This is amazing. So the <laughs> like, funniest part I about all that. of that is it was, I posted the week that my husband, my mom, and my dad had COVID. And um, so I was going to the pharmacy to go pick up um, their medication and someone in the pharmacy recognized me from my reel. And I, like, got so red and so embarrassed. And I was like, I cannot believe that just happened. And I said something to my um, husband. He's like, well, 28 million people saw it. You think somebody's not going to recognize you? I'm like, I hope no one else ever recognized me out in public. Because that was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but also, how special, you know? And it also just goes to show, like, everything eventually will be seen by somebody as long as you put it out there, you know, I wanted to make it where people did not feel like they needed to be perfect at all times at their wedding. Cause I went into that thinking like, I'm going to be the super like classy poise person. And then here I am like almost falling on the dance floor, tripping over my dress, almost falling out of the coach, like making weird faces, just doing go- my usual goofy antics. And I-, I didn't realize I was doing it at the time. And then after I got the raw footage, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> but how special to even have that footage. I, uh, I'm i just so mind blown because I didn't get, like, any, like, raw footage. Mine was all edited. So explain a little about that, too. Like, how did you get your hands on that? Was that a part of your package? So we originally booked to have a different videographer when we were planning our 2020 event and we decided to go a different direction um in for our 2021 event because uh someone else wanted to hire them and i was wishy-washy about what i was going to do about um our wedding because i starting in 2021 like i had no idea if our wedding was actually going to happen that year if we were going to end up just playing it in general so i was like just give the date to them i don't care i don't want to deal with it right now because I like yeah. I didn't get into full blown planning or actually caring about our wedding until probably about two months before our wedding because I didn't want to get myself excited for something that was not going to happen. Um, so I did that. I reached out to a um, a videographer out in the Midwest, and their name is Switzer Film. But when they work on Disney weddings on property, they call themselves Switzer World. Um, I think they might it might be Switzer, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm sorry, Joe, <laughs> if I said your name wrong. <laughs> Um, um, so I reached out to them and they're like, yeah, we can pencil in your date. That's good. I was trying to convince my husband to let me do it because I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of money. Like I spent $8,000 for this videographer. Um, and it was a very, very, very big investment. And so it was because we were going to pay about $2,000 for the other, other videographers. So switching from this, it took a lot of convincing from my husband. And I'm like, well, we postponed a year. And I can cut this out of the wedding. I can cut this out of the wedding. Blah, blah, blah. And eventually he's just like, just do it. I don't care. Fine. 
And so we officially hired them. I think I signed the contract maybe in April, May, but I was still not 100% sure what we were going to actually do. And luckily, since they are an approved Disney vendor, I didn't have to pay them anything. So if we ended up having to cancel, I wouldn't lose any money. Mm. Um, so that was a benefit for me. So we'd hired them and then we had them come and do all day coverage for our wedding day. So they got there at 630 in the morning. Um, so they were there from 630 to 330 with us until the end of our reception. And then we had two people there at all times and then also had a GoPro. And then um, then I think they came back around six for our dessert party and they were there until after fireworks. So they left probably around 930. Um Maybe a little bit earlier than that. But there was only one person for fireworks. So they did that. and um, But they still had about two cameras of coverage. And then we had them come for our park shoot, which was two days after our wedding. Joe came. Um, he's amazing. I love him. And he follows around the park. And he filmed all my goofy antics. Mm-hmm. And so they said, okay, we're going to get your video together. But they had someone out on maternity leave. So the turnaround time was... Um, a little longer and I talked to them letting them know that I was going to be on the Disney weddings podcast. I'm like, I don't have any pictures back. I don't have anything. Like, is there anything we can do? So they quickly made me a little park shoot reel, um, 30 seconds, just so I had something to give to Carrie for the page. Cause all I had were like five sneak peeks, sneak peeks and uh, I had nothing. And so right. they did that. And then about a week later, I got my full video back. And that was about four minutes. It, we did it to the song of Some Type of Love by Charlie Poof. Um, mm-hmm. It's fun. And we didn't want a super slow, boring song because that's not really us. It, the song fit us perfectly. Um, so we did that. And then if you give a review or you or something like that, or you review them on Facebook or Instagram or something of that sort, you can get all of your raw footage on a um, hard drive and they send it to you and you can look at all of it. I mean... It's what? it's raw. I'm not gonna lie. Like there's one minute of me like picking my eye out of something, and then there's another moment of me like scratching my teeth, and then the next second I'm like smiling, like oh great, everything's great. And so it's raw. It's it was very raw. Like as you, I, I didn't even share the worst parts of those raw at raw footage, but um, so that's we're so cool that, though. And I went and I spent hours and hours and hours looking at it, and. I just picked out certain pieces of my favorite parts of the raw footage and put that into different reels. And that's what I've been doing. I'm not a big reel person, but I know I need to, if I need to like grow my account. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I've been doing. Ah, and that's so cool. Yeah. So it, it was nice to have that. And I'm glad that we ended up switching. So I, I was able to have that because I don't think that was an option for the other videographer. I may have had to pay extra for it. Okay. Um, and I know my photographer said, like, not all videographers will give you raw footage. So she was actually shocked that we got our raw footage. But the video, yeah, it's did, very, very rare. Yeah. The video they did was just incredible, worth every penny. Like, my husband, I, the funny part about my videographer was they are like the best of the best. And I'm like, our wedding video is going to be so spectacular. I'm going to love it. It's just the second we get it, they send it to me. I watched it. I'm crying not and I'm crying because like I'm glad to be reliving the day but I'm crying because I hate it hated it mm. like, oh my god I look so bad here like my back fat's hanging out here like I'm making a weird smile here I'm making a creepy smile here like just I'm like this is so bad oh my god 
And for all day, I'm just going, oh my God, I hate this. I hate this. And I'm like, I can't tell them yet because I, I need to just think about it and just decide what I want to say. And my husband watched it. I got home and he's crying, like sobbing while watching this. And he's just like, I love it so much. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Why would you ever change this? And I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't change it. And I've grown to love it. I mean, Sure, I still pick out the little pieces of my insecurities oh, in yeah. there, but it, the fact seeing him sob over it and saying like, "Okay, the money was worth it" because he fought me so much on the money aspect of it. And I'm like, "Please," and he's like, "Just do it. I don't want to yeah. know how much it costs. Just do it." Um, so he's like, "It was worth every penny," and they were so great and so fun to work with, and. I they really are going to be our friends for life and I'm, I'm telling my husband if we vow renew we're going to hire them like we're going to have a, a baby shoot with them <laughs> he's like you're, Good. That's you're not all about yeah so they they were great and um we're I'm so glad that it worked out the way it did with them me too especially for I mean that's a pretty big price difference but now, obviously, looking back, would you say that that's like a non-negotiable, you would say, for any anybody pl- planning their wedding? Photography and videography are the, the two yeah. biggest things. You are not going to want to look back on it and regret it. Um, there are some things that I look back on regret. Like I, um, I regret my hair, wearing my hair up. But in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't really matter. But the photography and videography are the things you're going to look back on. And I hope you don't look back and regret them and say, I wish I would have did this or I wish I would have done that. Because at least yeah. you have that to look back on where I don't have the physical aspect of my hair being up. Like it didn't really matter where those things mattered or if something mm-hmm. messed up, like that didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things where so I just, right. for me, that was the most important aspect. At work, there's actually a girl um, getting married, and I said to her, like, you need to have something. I don't care if it's just someone with the camera recording your ceremony. Do that, because I don't even remember what I said during my ceremony. I remember, like, bits and pieces, but that was about it. And mm. looking back at it, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually said that. Like, I don't remember saying that. Um, So it's mm. nice to look back on and... I think those are the two things you should prioritize the most. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they're very expensive, but we um, we didn't do a Disney wedding, which maybe someday Val Renewal, but we ended up just getting flowers from a local like flower market and making our own bouquets so that we could essentially delegate more of our budget to our videographer. So we were really like lucky and able to do that. Um, so when it comes to budgeting for a Disney wedding, like what are some of the things that, or if any, that Disney will allow you to essentially do yourself or DIY? So flowers for us, actually, all of my floral was, um, fake floral, all of our personal floral. I mean, the, if you see pictures and you see like the candelabra floral and the floral at our sweetheart table. Those were real flowers because they had to be provided by Disney, but all personal floral, like the corsages, boutonnieres, bouquets, could be, you could bring yourself. So we, wow. I mean, I, we got probably 12 boutonnieres, like five corsages. Um, I think I got a flower girl, um, little Mickey ear thing. I don't even remember what it's called. Pom- Pomander, I think it's called. 
Um, and then also the three flower girl bouquets and then my bouquet. I mean, my bouquet was not huge, but it was still nice. And it was not like it was heavy dragging me down throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And for all of those things, we spent $700 where wow. if I went yeah. and had my bouquet through Disney, I would have spent like probably $400, $500 on that alone. So exactly. Save money there. Um, another thing we did was instead of having them provide our favors, I had someone else from the ear for each other Facebook page. Um, she made Cinderella coach cookies for us and delivered them. And they were so much cheaper. Um, can you explain, can you pause for a second and explain for some listeners who might not know what ear for each other page is? So ear for each other page is cast members who were laid off during the pandemic, who started their own side hustles to make money. So it could be a driver who used to drive minivans is now yeah. driving you back and forth to the airport, or it could be someone who was a, worked in the bakery and started making, um, and worked in, and did cakes and stuff like that. And they decided to start their own side hustle of making cookies and cakes and all of those things. So I think they even have like the fairy godmothers. They had started their own little side hustle for that too. Yeah, they did. I've, I've seen a really, really cool one. I can't remember the name of it, but she's been so booked up. Like I can't ever get an appointment with her. I mean, some of these people aren't even going back to Disney because they've followed their passion and kind of done their own thing. It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So I, I'm glad I looked for that there. And I mean, the cookies were fine. I mean, I feel like favors are really just a waste of time in general, but my mom insisted we had to have a favor. Mm. Um, so we had that. And then also the acrylic name cards that we had, I bought them on Etsy and we brought them ourselves. And I don't know if things have changed, but when we got married, Disney would not place anything that you brought out on the tables or any of that. You had to place it all your, out yourself. So for our ceremony decor we had other than the altar arrangement we had pictures of our um family members at their weddings and we and the ones who passed away we put either a corsage or a boutonniere in front of their picture and my husband and um his best man had to set that up and we had to have someone else take that down for us because disney would not touch it um for our reception i paid to have a one-way transfer it's like 35 dollars for a family friend to go over before everybody else and set up the um, name cards for everybody. Okay. So we were to set. Um, so it saved me money, but it also was a pain because you had to coordinate and it was more, it was a logistical, logistical nightmare trying to figure out how you're going to do this. But once it was figured out, it was fine. I'm hoping they change it. It was more or less a COVID rule. Um, okay. But, yeah, it was fine. And what else did we bring ourselves? I tried not to like overdo it with the decor either. Cause I just not a big decor person and like fancy mm-hmm. like mirror signs. That's not really me. Just yeah. So I tried to do that. And then obviously since we had three years to get ready, we were able to save and then COVID happened since we were not spending money. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think of what other budget things we did that's pretty awesome though I mean really I think especially after our conversation a little earlier today during the live and then now is um you're at Disney like there that is that is your backdrop that is your decor that is your vibe that is you know everything that people send tons of time and money on color coordinating things and chair bows and like all of this stuff and 
the more and more I hear about Disney weddings, I I don't know if you'd agree, but I just feel like all of those tiny little details, while yes, people do notice them, they're they're almost not necessary. No, they're really not. Um, like for our California girl reception, they wanted me to get these big. I mean, for the, we were originally supposed to have the um, the four from the candelabras go on top of the two circle tables. And obviously that didn't go as planned, so they put it next to our sweetheart tables. But for all the other tables, they were just planning. To, I asked them to use the pink um, votives that they use at the restaurant because I did not want to pay for more um, centerpieces because they wanted me to spend fifty dollars a centerpiece. Centerpiece, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no thanks. I just use what's already on the table. And so that was another thing we did to save money was that. And I think it looked perfectly fine. Like it, it matched my colors. I asked them to use pink ones, and and yeah, I've seen other people where they had like different things like. For each different event, they had different things on the tables and just so overboard. And while some people, it may be fine, but if you're trying to do it on a budget, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Like, do what makes you happy and what you can afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the common misconception is, like, what you can afford should make you happy. Like, people are like, oh, I'm going to try to budget extra hard for all of these extra things. And it's like the end of the day, I I promise you that stress that you're putting on yourself to budget for the extra $50 centerpieces is not worth it. It's not. And it's not. Most people don't even remember what our centerpieces were like. So it doesn't matter. Well, and on top of it, like, I don't know about you, but my luck typically is I really invested time and energy into creating something. And I really, really have like this immaculate thought out plan. I, I budget hard for it. And then let's, let's go back to the centerpieces. And then somebody knocks them off the table and they shatter. It shatters. Like yep. that is seriously my luck. And so I've just learned that if it doesn't happen organically or not even just easily, but if it just doesn't fit in the budget or fit in the original vision and it's an add-on, it probably was an add-on for a reason and it just didn't need to happen. Exactly. And then also we chose a venue, like California Girl, you don't really need any other decor because of the fact there's huge windows overlooking Magic Kingdom and the Grand Floridian. It's just, it's gorgeous all within itself. And yeah, and you're at Disney, like you said. It Sure, while being in a ballroom, I understand why you may feel like you need decor. So that's mm-hmm. why it was important to us to choose a different type of venue instead of a ballroom. Because we mm-hmm. could have a ballroom wedding at home and... We wanted to have yes. a Disney-specific venue. Um, you nailed it. You could have a wedding that you nailed it. The wedding that people envision a lot of the time is a wedding that they could have at any other location, right? Yeah. So try to do it differently, okay? Every other wedding has flowers and centerpieces on the table. Well, how would Disney do it? Oh, they have these already that you don't have to pay extra for? Use those. <laughs> 100%. And... I la- the floral at our ceremony was a last minute add too because originally I was just going to have rose petals going down the aisle and I decided to do the candelabras because it was like a set of the two candelabras I think it was for like $125 and then I flat out told them I said I don't want to spend more than $250 per arrangement I said anything more than that like we're just going to cut it completely and she made it work I mean it was so Good. gorgeous they had to use a lot of greenery so you can say I only want to spend this amount on this make it work and they'll make it work for you so don't feel like if they give you a quote for like a $600 floor arrangement you have to go with that 
that's good to know. So you, it is a little bit of a conversation. And as long as you are aware of what your budget is, they, they seem that they'll be able to be pretty receptive and work with it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be open to obviously you can't have all white roses. You need to have some greenery in there and other florals mm-hmm. to make it the Costco lover. So you have to be a little flexible in that aspect, but they'll work with you when it comes to a price point. I mean, obviously if it, they have a set price for like acrylic um, name tags, you can't really negotiate with that, but if there's something that they can try to change out, especially with food too, um, they can bring the cost down as well. That's awesome. I love hearing that because I think for the most part, Disney is very transparent and we'll get into this a little bit more later about, you know, like their minimums and stuff, but that's just the minimum. That's not including all of the additional things. So I think that it really does help when, you know, you have somebody who wants you to have a magical day, but is also helping you be realistic. And I get it. There are some people out there, uh, including some of my friends where they have unlimited budgets. They will say, I don't even care. Like, here's my card. And I love that. And I, I admire that they're that way. And, and I think that, you know, you can truly make this what you want of it. But I think that a lot of people, when they hear of a Disney wedding, they also hear that you have to basically just hand your card over and sign the the, the X on the line, right? Where hundred percent it, because it's not my that biggest way. issue was every time I told someone that we're having a Disney wedding, oh, you must be rich. No, we've just saved a long time for our wedding. This is what we wanted. We did different tips mm-hmm. to make it um, cost effective. Like we only had 27 people there because I did not want to have to pay for tons and tons of people. And the more people you have, the higher cost it goes. Like our, Food and beverage minimum that we had to spend per person was $140. That adds up quickly. So if you have 100 people, like, you're spending so much money on food when you could spend it on other experiences. Mm -hmm. So people don't love the fact that I had a small wedding. But for us, we wanted it more intimate. And we wanted, I wanted to make it more budget friendly for us. Because we aren't rich. I mean, my husband's a school bus mechanic and and I work in an office. We aren't rich. So we, you just have to save money where you can. And, and it worked best for us. And some people have unlimited budgets and I appreciate that. And I respect that, yeah. but people need to also understand that you can do things other than a hundred thousand dollar wedding. Like they, yeah. I, I feel like Disney really only shows the super fancy, like a hundred thousand dollar wedding and it's they, frustrating. You nailed it. I think that's why people have this, like, Oh, I just have goosebumps now that you said that. They show the dream, like, and I hate even saying that because your wedding was a dream too, right? But they show the, like, the almost unattainable wedding for somebody like, you know, like you and your husband, you know, like, yes, you would have loved to have that type of wedding. You, I'm sure, or maybe not because that's just not who you are. Maybe, you know, like there's so many factors, but I think that when we think of these Disney weddings, we think of what we see on, you know, the Disney plus episodes. <laughs> yes. And those are not real, by the way, like you have all these different restrictions. You can't even share your, your wedding pictures until the episode airs. And that could be a year after, like, just it, mm. don't feel like you need to have the Disney plus, um, Disney fairy <gasps> wedding wedding. Like, don't feel like you need to have that. Truth bomb just dropped. I did not know that. It totally makes sense. But yeah, that to me, I mean, don't I am not bashing on couples. I think it's amazing. But to me, like that is not doing it for you. That is doing it for 
a show, which I think is great. Like if that's your thing, awesome. But there are a lot of things that you do sacrifice. No matter what your budget is, you're going to sacrifice something or I guess your whatever your vision is. So speaking of dream weddings, what would you describe is the most memorable part of your wedding? I know you have a few things, so share them. I'm so excited to hear. Um, so one of the most memorable parts was when we were finally introduced as um, husband and wife and we were walking back up the aisle. I um, looked, we were told to stop at the candelabra and kiss, which we did. And then <laughs> I don't know why, but that was a second. It hit me that we were actually married. And so I just like wrapped my hands around my husband and started sobbing. Like I <laughs> uncontrollably and I just lost it. And in their raw footage, you can see he, like, takes my hand. He's like, come on, let's go. And it was, like, the cutest thing ever. But that was one of my favorite moments because it actually hit me that we were actually married and that it actually had happened. Um, and then my other favorite moment was, like I had already talked about, when we were standing under the breezeway. Oh, sorry, I'm out of breath because I just had to run upstairs because my, uh, my husband was <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> stop talking. Um, but... The, my other favorite moment was when we were standing under the breezeway and they started playing A Dream Is A Wish Your Heart Makes and that's when everything came full circle for me. Um, yeah, I have a lot of favorite moments, but those were probably the two that stand out to me the most. I love that. That is, yeah, I'm, I'm speechless right now because that song is like the Disney song, right? And then it happened to come on at that moment for you. <laughs> Yes, and it was just, it was so random, and I was not expecting it, and it came on, and I literally, like, poked my eyes, and was like, oh my god, this song, and it, it was, it was, it was amazing, I mean, while mm -hmm. this, the whole process was an absolute disaster, that was the moment when everything came yeah. full circle, when I was like, I cannot believe that this actually happened. So, let's talk about the process for a little bit. Um, I, can you give me just a very brief overview because I know that you said it took like basically starting from that, you know, four, six month mark to where you determined your venue, they solidified date. Um, can you give me just a very brief overview on your timeline as well as how many people at Disney that you had to work with to coordinate all of this? So when you start, um, so you originally start off with the sales coordinator at your, you originally start talking to them at 16 months and that's when they pencil in your date. And then you also talk to them again at your 12 month mark. And that's when they officially say, okay, yeah, this is your date. And you wait for them to send your letter of agreement, which is your contract for the day. That could take another month or two. Once you have that, then you're handed off to your planner and your planner works with you. I want to say until about a month out from your wedding and so they go over all the details, um, logistics, transportation, what you're doing for your food wise, like just things like that. Um, and then you also work with a floral person at Disney as well. Mm -hmm. um, so they're big in the decor and stuff like that. So luckily you have two different people working on those things. And then you receive your BEO, which is a breakdown of your entire day. Mm -hmm. And then also your floral budget, you get that from your floral coordinator. And then once you get to about a month out, you're handed off to your day of coordinator, I think they called it. Even though she wasn't really there on her day of. I don't really understand why. But they handed me off to someone else. And she had to, like, 
quickly get herself in the loop. And then after that, she really didn't do anything. All she did was like confirm, like, okay, these are the things that are happening. Like, okay. And then hmm. the day before, so our day of our rehearsal was on Thursday. And we got there on Wednesday. And I had reached out to her. I'm like, hey, I saw the mask mandate had lifted. Like, is it possible that we're able to have our ceremony without our, our guests wearing masks? And no one responded. And then also, I'm like, hey, the it looks like it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And we were supposed to have a rehearsal lunch outside. And didn't respond to that either. <laughs> so I we went to our... Um, rehearsal and I had to find out then and there if we were having an inside or outside luckily we were able to have it outside but I was able to eat or meet one of my day of coordinators named Rachel she was very nice Um, so she went through the whole rehearsal process with us Um, and then after that we were handed off to an event guide that just oversaw our rehearsal lunch made sure everything went smoothly Um, I want to say we had about three or four people there just making sure that the buffet was refilled um, and then we had someone work in the Dole Whip machine. And then after that, we went back to our room and got ready for the next day. And then the next morning, I had Ariel call me. She was, she's great, too. Um, and she's like, hey, are you ready to come downstairs and get ready like to get the day going? I said, yeah, that's great. So she was the first person I met on our wedding day. Mm-hmm. Then Rachel that we had met the day before, she was at the ceremony venue. And then there was also another person, I think her name was Megan, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, She was great, too. So they were there during our um, pre-ceremony pictures and making sure we're moving and getting along and being on a timely manner, even though we're late for our wedding. Um, Anyway, because, I mean, I always joke that I'd be late for my wedding. I literally was. So (laughs) It's hard when you're having fun taking pictures, though. Well, why we were late is my husband's fault, actually. Well, it's not necessarily his fault. It was our bus driver's fault. I'd given them a specific schedule and he didn't, the bus company didn't give him the right schedule. So he was trying to drive my husband off for the contemporary, which was incorrect. And so my husband was like, what does take me to the wedding pavilion? I know I need to go there. He did not <laughs> need to go there first. He needed to go to the Grand Floridian lobby for pictures first. Mm-hmm. So that delayed things for a while. Um, So that put us about 20 minutes behind. Um, So I, it put me behind, so we had to wait a little bit longer for I was able to go out because my husband did not want to have a first look. And then once we um, got to the part of the ceremony, I think all the two of them, Rachel and Ariel, were there, made sure everything went smoothly. There was also another person just standing there in the background of our wedding pictures, and I don't really understand why. I don't really know what his role was. <laughs> he was wearing this, like, big sun hat, and I, I, I don't know. It was a weird it's the one thing that does bother me is some of my pictures he's just sitting there staring <laughs> weird it was very very weird um so I don't really know what his role was but he was another person from Disney working our wedding I guess I remember he was um having the I had to get permission from him to get to pet the um ponies from Cinderella's coach so I don't know if he was like in charge of that aspect I don't really know what he was so he was another person working our wedding day okay. and then we got to our reception and met the per- person that I had met earlier. I think her name was Megan, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, and she had bustled my dress. She was there probably about half hour. And then Ariel, who was there, the first person I talked to throughout the day, she was there during our reception the whole time. And then our dessert party, 
I don't really know if we had a planner there per se. Okay. I think we had an event guide who like made sure everything run, ran smoothly, like how we had our mm-hmm. rehearsal. So there was a lot of different people involved in our day, which I am grateful for. And it was weird because it used to just have one person who was there for you the whole entire day. So yeah. these, all these different people was definitely weird, but it worked out for us. I know some people it didn't because they weren't on the same page as of what is actually going on. I've um, heard that a lot. But for us, it luckily worked out. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Do you think that when it comes to the day of and the timeline and the process that you were not stressed out because you knew you could rely on Disney to keep everything flowing and keep um, the details kind of tight together? Yes and no. Um, I had the expectation of, I know they're not going to work quickly. I'm just going to deal with it. Um, But I knew that they would get themselves together when it was time. But I also had to make myself very clear as to what I wanted because they aren't just going to like be like, well, do you you want this? You have to tell them exactly what you want because they're not going to offer you specific things. It's just going to be like, I want this for floral. I want this. I want this for our bus, um, our bus. I want this for our, um, for transportation. I want this for um, our food. Mm -hmm. Like you have to tell them they'll like send you menus, but instead of being like, maybe you can do this and you do that. Well, they sometimes do that. A lot of times they just want you to give them specifics because like I said, they're not like an actual planner. Like you would have, if you hired someone as a day or day of coordinator, mm-hmm. they just coordinate everything to go make your day run smoothly. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew they would pull it off. Planning was a little difficult the first time around for our 2020 event, because we were two months to the day of our wedding and no one had contacted me about any of the restrictions. They, they announced that they were having weddings again, but I had no idea what was actually happening and if we were going to actually have our day. And I reached out to them. I said, it's two months of the day. I know this is the day that we either have to say, let's do it or let's not. And I said, we're not going to do it. I don't know what's going on. This isn't cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did talk to um, one of the managers at Disney Fairy Tale Weddings and he tried to make it a little bit better, but he also made it seem like it was my responsibility that I had to, t- to reach out to them to get that information about what the restrictions were and the guidelines and the specifics of that, which I don't think is necessarily fair or my problem because it's their problem. Cause we're, yeah. we're but yeah. whatever that I moved on from that. I just let it go. Um, and we started new with the 2021 date. And overall, that planning process went very, very well. Um, okay. And I had a lot of the things already planned. We didn't have to sit down and go over the specifics of everything again, which was really nice. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I had faith in them, but also you had to make it very clear what you wanted and what you needed from them. So we talked a little bit about decor. Let's talk about food. Um, can you let me know each of the events that you hosted and what food was served and how you picked that menu? Sure. Let me pull up my BEO because I will probably forget something. Love it. Um, I know for our rehearsal, we had Ohana-inspired um, food. So we had the shrimp skewers. Mm-hmm. We had um, the... We pulled pork sliders. We had the bread pudding. 
we had the salad, we had Dole Whip. Nothing else. Love me some Dole Whip. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was so good. Um, and, and do you remember the price per person for that one? That's what I'm trying to pull up so I can tell you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So your rehearsal dinner night before that, the wedding. That was sixty-two dollars a person. So that included um, the salad, the lo mein noodles, um, chicken wings. The vegetables with um, ginger garlic sauce, pulled pork sliders with cabbage slaw, um, the shrimp skewers, and then a bread pudding, and then the Dole Whip. So everything that I originally just told you was $62 um, per guest, but then you had to buy the Dole Whip per gallon. So we had to buy two gallons of that, and that was $96 per gallon. Um, okay. And we did not go through nearly all two gallons, but... Right. It is days, and it was something Disney that I wanted to have included in our day. Absolutely. So um, it was the next got, food event. Well, I also wanted to say that we did not provide alcohol for that event, so okay. that's why the, the cost was a little bit lower. Um, we served like teas, coffee, um, lemonade, and it worked out perfectly fine because it was lunch anyway. Um, for our next event, we had. Um, that would have been our cocktail hour, I guess. We just had like fruits and pastries because it was brunch and I didn't really want to spend a lot of money on it. It's kind of late because I knew I wouldn't be there anyway. And then for our actual reception, we had shrimp scampi. We had, where's the exact menu? So we had bread, romaine salad, hanger steak, mac and cheese. Mickey waffles with um, strawberries, banana sauce, maple syrup, and whipped cream toppings. Um, and then we had potatoes. And there was something else, but I can't for the life of me remember. Um, but yeah, so that was $90 a person. That included sodas, teas, um, coffee, fountain, or I said fountain soda, did I? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. lemon, um, just those general things. And then we paid. We did bill and consumption for our bar, and okay. I think we paid a total of, like, $1,500 for the bar, which is not horrible in the grand scheme of things. No. Um, so, yeah, we did um, all the different cocktails you could choose. Um, we did different beers, wines, um, the specific um, specialty drinks that they have. Um, I think we had um, cider for my husband. We had whiskey for my father-in-law, things like that, so... We, and then we also, instead of doing a champagne toast, we did sparkling cider toast because that's $35 a bottle instead of like the $95 a bottle for champagne. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It adds up. It does add up. And then for our dessert party, we had a nacho bar, which had pico, salsa, sour cream, jalapenos, um, refried beans, um, pulled pork, barbecue sauce, guacamoles, green onions, olives, and then nacho cheese. Um, so I think that's the best bang for your buck is because you have so many different toppings you can put on the nacho bar. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say it was like $20 a person, which is not horrible. Wow. Well, and also I feel like it's very allergy friendly. Like you it, can really customize that if somebody has food allergies. A hundred percent. And then we also had cheeseburger spring rolls, which are amazing. If you've never had them, they're in Adventureland. We I have had, not. Oh, you're missing out. You really are. <laughs> I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) 
we had the uh, Mickey pretzels. We had bread pudding again because my husband claimed he needed bread pudding again. Um, and then we had ice cream, which we had the different Mickey bars. We had the uh, ice cream sandwiches and then the regular Mickey bars that you see. And then they had the fruit bars. Um, and then we just had lemonade and teas and coffee for that event as well. And again, for any alcohol, were your guests allowed to purchase from a bar or how did that work? Or was there no drinking at that one? So there was no drinking at that one. I think they could have went to the Enchanted Rose and got a drink, but I wasn't, I'm not sure if they were able to go and leave the bar area with it. So they, they, most of them were already drunk from the um, reception. So I just didn't really matter. (laughs) Right. Well, and for me, like, I don't know. I feel like this is a rarity, but we're from Wisconsin. So we definitely like our beer and our drinks. And we had so much alcohol left over after our wedding because we we hosted it at like a villa and we kind of planned everything and brought our own alcohol and basically just hired a bartender. We stocked the bar. We had so much left over that we couldn't even finish it by the end of like our week long stay. And I would honestly say that there was too much there was too much alcohol. Like there were could have totally been events that we did not need to have any and people would not have, they would have probably been more thankful that they could rehydrate. <laughs> probably like my, some people were just so toasted. Even at our dessert party, they were toasted. And that was three hours later. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. So, so I'm I glad think that goes to say, that. yeah. And that's expensive. Like you were saying $95 for a bottle of champagne, like that definitely is expensive. And I feel like especially because it's a wedding and if there's champagne served, like who's going to turn down a glass? Not very many people. You could have the option of having champagne in every um, body's seat. I just decided not to because I, you can toast with what you have in your hand and only the two of us will have our cider because I was not paying for champagne that would sit there because not everybody drinks champagne and not everybody likes it. And I've been to weddings where it just sits there all night and it's such a waste of money. So for me, yeah. that was another thing I did to save money because I personally thought it was a waste. Other people may think differently, but... Well, it depends on your people. Different. Yeah. It depends on your people. And, like, my people, we they will down champagne. So that, that for us, is, like, that was our primary focus, you know? So it, I think knowing your guest list, which is so easy when you have a small guest list... Yes. ...is super important when it comes to helping you budget and figure out your menu, Right. Yes, 100%. So let's talk about costs. I'm so happy that you were willing to share pricing with me and, you know, kind of what you spent. Um, What was your, like, all-in total? So all-in total, not including hair and makeup, um, not including my dress, not including my husband's um, tux, not including travel, hotels, or anything like that. Everything that was included from Disney, including our videographer, our um, photographer and then transportation we spent about $41,000 but I will say I could have went a lot less like I didn't need Cinderella's coach but I just want to be bougie for a day and have Cinderella's Heck coach. yeah um because that is pricey I mean I think it was like $3,800 when I had it but now it's gone like over $4,000 um, okay so it, it's gone what, up a bit was it worth it <laughs> oh <Yes>. silence <laughs> Yes and no. Um, I remember sitting in the coach and I, and while it was like surreal, it was also kind of like, 
it didn't give me that like super magical feeling. Maybe I'm the type of person where I just go through like the motions of things and like I don't feel things when they're actually happening. I feel things after the fact. Something there. What is this? Why? Like I don't really get the hype. And then afterwards, like yeah, it's like sentimental. It's like it's nice. Um, it made for a nice exit and stuff like that. And if you're having a Disney wedding and you want to have the full Cinderella theme, like yes, 100 percent. Like mm. it's, it's great. Um, the worst part is I hate all of my pictures mm. with the coach. I hate all of them. Like our, our day was very like gray and not sunny at all. And so I feel so like, let's, yeah, let's talk about your picture experience. That's something we haven't touched based on. And I think this is a really important part of your experience and story that we should share. So, so my, the day was just overall like sad, dreary. It, it rained, like, drizzled, and that was fine. But it just, my picture, it made me sad looking at my pictures because it was just gray in the background. It wasn't as pretty blue skies that you see. Um, so I was very upset and envious of other people who were able to have those pictures. So when we decided to, did I talk about my reshoot already? I can't remember. <laughs> talk about your what? My reshoot um, for our um or pictures at Magic Kingdom. Did I talk about that? No. Already? No. Okay. So we if you get married through Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, you can have pictures taken inside of the park. We had it two days after our wedding. And you get there at six o'clock in the morning. And so we started hair and makeup at like three, three thirty. It was an early morning, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Um so we got there, we took pictures, and then we also had Epcot the same day. So we did an hour at Epcot as well. We waited about four months for pictures, didn't get any sneak peeks, nothing like that. And I got them back and I was just disappointed. Um, there were pictures like my eyes closed, my husband not paying attention, like they were blurry. Um, some were this overall weird pictures, bad editing, just not great. Um, so I had gone back and forth with Disney and eventually they were like, okay, yeah, you can come back for a reshoot. And they would cover um, two nights for us to come back. But that was, other than the reshoot and that, that was all that we were going to cover. So we had to pay for flights down. We had to pay for hotels. Um, I had to pay for hair and makeup again. And hair and makeup is very expensive, especially when you ask somebody to come at 2.30 in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. Because this time we had to have our pictures starting at 5 because park hours had changed. So she had to come at 2.30 in the morning this time. Um, so obviously she deserved what money she got. But it's still like it's it's money that extra expense that I wish we didn't have to spend. Um, so we did that and I'd gone back and forth with them and we decided on a date and they gave me the photographer that I had requested, which I appreciated. So mm -hmm. we had that back in May and we decided to do Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and then we were going to do Epcot again as well while we were at Magic Kingdom. And so we didn't, the first day we did Animal King. Nope. No, we did not. We did Hollywood Studios the first day. Yes. We did Hollywood Studios the first day, which they're probably some of my favorite pictures, the sneak peeks we have got. Okay. Um, then we did Animal Kingdom the next day. And then the day after that, we decided to do Magic Kingdom. And then we had Epcot. And then we had a little bit of a break. And then we had my wedding photographers um, come and do a resort shoot with us. I had talked to, um, Disney, my old planner, and said, hey, 
we were kind of rushed on our wedding day because we were, because we were 20 minutes late because of the bus. Um, yeah. So we didn't get as many pictures with the wedding pavilion as I would have liked. I, like I had this, this dream picture that I wanted and I didn't get any pictures, like, picture point. Like I got pictures, but of course the, the gray sky made me a little sad. And then there's a picture of us in, uh, with the gates in front of the wedding pavilion. And it literally looked like we were entering the gates of hell because the clouds were like terrifying. And uh. <laughs> I joke about it all the time. Why How could they not edit that out though? Like editing is so. It's I not know easy, they're not like a, a they're not good editing like people they liked it, things to look natural. Which I chose that, and that that's on me. I mean, it mm. it was fine. But so I I talked to my planner, and she's like, "Yeah, you can, um, you can come back between like this specific um time. I think they only gave us like fifteen minutes." Um, but okay. usually they don't do that. It was just special circumstances, especially because we were so rushed out because of the fact there was a wedding right after ours and we didn't have the full amount of time that we should have had. Um, so we did right. that and had pictures in the wedding pavilion and then we got pictures at picture point and then we did some more pictures around the Grand Floridian and bright blue sunny skies that day. So my Good. heart is so happy that I have those bright blue sunny sky pictures it makes me sad knowing that they're not from my wedding day, but I yeah. I'm happy to at least have them. So mm-hmm. we had David and Vicky aren't um, do our photography. They used to work for Disney fine art photography back in the day. They've been mm-hmm. um, doing Disney weddings for 25 years and they went on their own, I think 11 or 12 years ago and they're a married couple. Um, so they know the ins and outs of Disney weddings. They're Disney weddings all the time. So I trusted mm-hmm. them and knew that they would be there and have my back, which they did because they, people were rushing us, like I said, and they were trying to push back a little bit to give us a little bit more time. And so we ended up getting a very good special with them where it was their 10 year anniversary sale. So I want to say we spent a total of like $2,500 on photography, which is very good considering we had over 12 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I... I enjoyed having them for our wedding day and I enjoyed going back. We're talking about doing more firework pictures because our firework pictures were at the very end of the day and I had looked like a hot mess. My hair was a disaster. Like I sweat all my makeup off. And so yeah. we're talking about possibly doing some more firework pictures when we go in November, just as like a one year anniversary shoot type of thing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so were that'll you be able- Oh, I'm sorry. Were you able to use Cinderella's coach for your reshoot because I know that you had said that you didn't really love photos no they would not let me I wish I could would you have had to pay for it again you would have had to pay for it they used to allow you to have it during your Magic Kingdom shoot you would have to pay the full amount um but they recently changed it to where it has to be like your wedding day so they don't allow that anymore and Mm -hmm. I, I think either way I still would have had to pay for it and we booked the reshoot like a month out so I'm pretty sure it probably would have been um booked yeah. already because it's you very, very <laughs> yes so the it's not my photographer's fault why I hate the pictures it's more or less like me being self-conscious and hating the fact that it, the sky was just so dreary and sad um but it, it it is what it is I mean it was a good experience it was cool to say and then my dad's favorite picture that he shows everybody 
is me stepping off the coach and him like holding my hand, like helping me get off the coach. And this is background on his phone. He started a new job as well, and he's shown everybody it, and it's it's the cutest thing. So it, that picture alone was worth it. Good. Well, at least you got one, and that's that's kind of how I felt about our wedding. We were outside. The sun was actually the opposite. It was way too bright. We were everybody was white whitewashed. Um, you know, it was really it, it was disappointing in a way, but we had three photos that I was like, if these are the only photos that make it up on my wall, like I will be so happy. So it's sometimes simple is it makes you appreciate it a little bit more when you don't have so many things that you love. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the silver lining here. (laughs) Silver lining because overall we got, we got over 1200 pictures and Mm -hmm. if I didn't like 30 of them, that's, it's fine. hundred percent. It's fine. Like, yeah, it's what it is. And and I have a few that are okay with with Cinderella's coach. And so I can't complain about that. It's just, it wasn't anyone's body's fault. It's just what the weather decided to do that day. And it's fine. And it sounds, it sounds like they rectified it in the best way that they could. Yeah, they so, and yeah, um, it, it was fine. I mean, I can't complain with only 30 pictures that I just don't really love. And yeah. So were there any other things that you would um, maybe like kind of give a tale of caution to for any future couples booking a Disney wedding? Um, do not cut your hair after your wedding until you get your pictures back. Mm. Because I, the week after my wedding, I decided to chop all of my hair off. And now when I look at our reshoot pictures, you can definitely tell it was not Mm-hmm. around the same time and it was it's definitely noticeable there was a time difference and because my hair is a totally different length than what it was and so it seems silly for most people but for me I wish it, I would have looked closer to what it looked like on our wedding day sure. so I won't look at it and be like oh I that's six months later like if some it and I, even like fam members they're able to look at it and know that it was not from our around our wedding day because of the fact my hair is a different length but I My, hope that most people don't have to actually worry about that. I think that was just like a special thing with me. Um, right. Yeah. Another word of caution would also to be make sure that your photographer that they do assign you is what your style is like. Um, they have tons of different photographers and most time they, they assign about two weeks out. And if they give you a photographer that you do not like their style, fight them and say, I want someone else. I don't, yeah. I don't want this. So that's another thing that stressed me out is the fact that we did not know who our photographer was for our park shoots. So crazy. You can't bring your own. You can't hire your own. Nope. You cannot in Disneyland. You can, but in Disney world, you have to use Disney fine art photography, which sucks. Wow. Wow. Okay. I think the over our photographer that we were assigned originally, he is a good photographer. Like I said, I think he really had a bad day. It was was old equipment. Um, yeah. And then when we had our reshoots, all three of the photographers we had were were great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one person that I was like on the fence about. I'm like, can we just like not? And they're like, okay, that's fine. Like, so you have to push back with them and don't Good. settle for what they they tell you. Um, that's really great words of advice. So one question um, that I ask all of my guests on the show is, how would you do Disney differently? And if you can try to put a wedding twist on it, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, how would I do Disney differently? 
if I <laughs> this is ridiculous, but um, if I could have had my wedding in 2019, that was how I would have done it differently. Um, first world props. I just wish I didn't have to go through the process of COVID restrictions. Yeah. Um, because the mask restric- restriction was lifted. Um, we still had some things like Mickey and Minnie, our pictures with them, we're not dancing, we're not hugging, they're standing behind us. And mm-hmm. and I had to change it to where we did we originally had them coming to our reception. I last minute decided to change them to our dessert party because of the fact that we would have had to wear masks with Mickey and Minnie inside. So we were able oh, to not okay. But there there's a big plant that you had to pay like six hundred dollars for to be a barrier, which was ridiculous. And then they're in the background. So I really, my way of doing my wedding differently was if we had it in 2019. But sure. But uh, other things made up for the fact that we had, like, we wouldn't have had the videographer we had in um, 2019. Yeah. We wouldn't have been yeah. able to afford it. Um, I was just getting out of college then. So it worked out. But in the grand scheme of things, it would have been nicer to have had our wedding in 2019. And now most of the restrictions are gone. So you should be fine if you're planning a Disney wedding. That's awesome. So for, for future couples, what's something that maybe now that you've had a wedding and now that you've kind of gone through the chaos of the pandemic, I know like obviously we're, we're all very excited that things are starting to shift back a little bit. Um, but what are some ways or some creative things that you could tell future couples of how they could do their weddings differently and maybe not like the typical cookie cutter Disney plus wedding that they see on TV? Get creative. Um, even most people have their Mickey money at their receptions. I actually, even though it was a last minute change and it was inconvenient because of the fact we would have had to wear masks or didn't have to mm-hmm. wear masks by having them there. I think it was pretty cool that we were able to have Mickey and Minnie there and day guests were able to see Mickey and Minnie there with us. I mean, most times that's usually not allowed. And I don't know if they made that a different thing now where you can have pictures with Mickey and Minnie and have day guests see you. Um, that was pretty cool. And then also, I think you need to make sure that... Um, hold on, my husband's behind me. Oh my God, he's being ridiculous. Um, sorry, I have like ADHD and my brain is just all over the place. That's Okay. <laughs> Um, but I really think that just making sure that you aren't doing the wedding you see on TV, making it yours. Um, for example, we did our family's wedding pictures as decor and I've never seen that done before. And I, instead of having Mm -hmm. like a, um, a table dedicated to family members that passed away, I just put the, or corsage or a boutonniere in front of their picture to remember them. And I had during our um, wedding, I had them bring up our family members and say, we remember them like we wish they were here today, like those things. And make your ceremony personal. Don't make it typical ceremony. Like I I cannot recommend enough making it yours. And if you don't like something that usually is said, just ask your officiant and say, can we not say that? And because my Mm officiant, I love her dearly. But most of the time, if it's a Disney wedding, she brings in, like, all of the Disney phrases. My husband, um, he did not love Disney as much as I did. So I'm like, can we just not? Like, please, do not bring that up. And so just try to make it to where it's yours. 
Don't feel okay. like you need to do the perfect Disney wedding thing. Um, mm. And that's all I can really say is just don't feel like you need to copy everybody else. Make it yours. If it's not something that everybody wants, that's fine. But if it makes you happy, then do it. I love that. And is there anything else before we end today's podcast that you'd like to share that maybe we kind of skipped over? Um, not that I can think of. Oh, well, thank you so much for all of your tips. I am super excited to continue to see the content that you release on your Instagram and TikTok. And one last time, can you remind our listeners where they can find you? So on TikTok and on Instagram, my name is Warnick Ever After. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, thanks everyone for listening and letting me teach you how to do Disney differently. Bye. Have a great day.